Welcome to track number 12 of Pastors of Thousands. Now, we are moving on to the next topic, Lady Pastor Sarah. Lady Pastor Sarah. Lady Pastor Sarah was one of the mega church pastors and she was promised a mega church. I just want to give you three keys that took Lady Pastor Sarah out of um, four keys. Amen. Three or four. Genesis chapter 11. 11. Verse 13. Read it. What does it say? But Sarai was barren. She had three children. She had what? No child. Amen. What time is supper? Six o'clock. Sharp. Genesis chapter 16. Verse number 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bear him no children and she had a handmaiden an egyptian whose name was hagar and sarai said unto abram behold now the lord hath restrained me from bearing how many want to become very fruitful today you you really feel that lord these four keys that are about to be released make sure you don't miss any of them what took lady pastor rebecca into greatness intercession now we are going to see what is going to take lady pastor sarah into a certain level of ministry are you listening to what i'm saying all right (laughs) now verse three verse two and abraham and sarah said unto abraham behold now the lord has restrained me from bearing in other words my church is not growing i pray thee go in unto my mate it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened unto the voice of Sarah. You see, when the woman wants something, she will do it. Is that also? Yeah. Look, you know what I want you to do? When you go out of this place, when you go out of this place, never believe in people's excuses anymore. How many will agree with me on that? Never believe in people's excuses. A woman who is giving her maid to the husband. Because I don't know why. She just wanted it. I once spoke to a lady. She was saying that, I mean, she, she, she has done that before. She'll be in the same bed and she'll get young girls for her husband too. And she'll be sleeping in the bed. The husband will be doing whatever. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Very unusual thing. But Sarah did that. Perhaps after Sarah, when, when Abraham got to a place and he allowed the king of that place to come for Sarah, maybe after that Sarah did not value the mind. said, this man who is giving me to be raped by other kings and other princes, around he doesn't care for me so if you have children i don't mind maybe 
But things were not good. I said things were not good. It wasn't good. But I want you to know that everything that is not good today, God has a supernatural way of making that thing turn out into something good. Shall I you people, you are pastors of thousands of thousands of thousands. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You are going to bear my... You see, Philippa, when you were bearing fruit in uh, Legon, remember when we were starting the church there? Yeah. You see, that stage, you passed that stage some time ago. So there are bigger things now ahead for you. Your real work is ministry, it's not law. You got lost in the law. But that is not your work. When you find your way into the work that God has for you, you will see greatness in your life. A great blessing. Amen. Don't get lost though by this present world. The only reason why you must work in a secular job is if it is necessary for you to work for the ministry to go on. Apart from that, don't don't work. Work only for the Lord. Me, if I have to take my status, the Lord says to me, go to uh, somewhere. And the only way I can go there is take my status. I'll take my Because I know I still do medical things. I just do it because it's necessary anything I have to do I'll do if I have to lay down I'll lay down Lady Pastor Sarah Lady Pastor Sarah in chapter 17 again we are all only in Genesis so you don't have to move far and verse 15 and God said unto Abraham For Lady Pastor Sarah, <laughs> that's I not call her name Sarai. But Sarah. Sarah means princess. I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. And I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. <laughs> I say many, some of you, you are going to be pastors of multi-millionaires. Multi-millionaires. Some of you are going to have ambassadors in your church. Some of you are going to have kings and presidents and members of parliament in your church. When the member of parliament, when they ask that, where is your, who is your church? Where is your church? They'll point to you and say, that's my pastor. You see, that millionaire I was talking about, his pastor is the pastor of some small church. That is the church that he goes to. That's somebody who can command millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. You are the next pastor of a millionaire in Jesus' name. Oh, you'll be surprised. One day you will come to visit me in Accra and you'll bring some of your millionaires. And you say, Bishop, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to meet uh, Brother Kukulumundi. <laughs> Brother Kukulumundi is uh, from, uh, you know, Indonesia and his uh, brother who is very faithful in church and you just tell me quite multi-billionaire <laughs> Bishop please say hello to him last year alone he gave six million dollars to the church wow then you bring me another one sir this is <coughs> sister Klolo Klolo Koto 
She is the wife of the vice president of Tonga. <laughs> and you bring me another brother wearing a red shirt. So you say, Bishop, do you remember about 14 years ago you preached about a man in a red shirt? Bishop, I told the man to wear a red shirt. He doesn't know why I told him to wear the red shirt. But I told him to wear the red shirt when he's coming to church. Bishop, this man has built 18 lighthouse churches himself. Bishop, his tithe is half a million dollars every month. Half a million dollars. Yes. Please meet Mr. Ododododio. <laughs> <laughs> I see you are the next person to be the mother of kings. As for Sarah's church, it was it was intended to be a church of mega people. Kings shall come to thee. Don't take it as a joke. It's a real thing. One day, I called a meeting. I said, I want some people to be millionaires. So some people came. Then I said, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to give this amount. He couldn't give. It really pained him. It really pained him. Because about, he had to give about 100 pounds. The millionaires in Ghana. Ghana millions. He couldn't give it. So... I mean, I said, look, if you can't give it, you can't be. Because I don't want to confuse the system. Those who are giving can be. But God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> I cannot begin to say, I've not seen anybody giving an amount of money like that before in the church. Oh, yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. He just pays it. He said, Bishop, where do you want me to pay? Somebody who couldn't give $100. Now I can give you 20000 before sneezing. 30000 before sneezing. 50000 Hey. It will happen practically and you, you will see. So, yeah. You shall be mother of kings. You see, Lady Pastor Sarah said was different. As for Lady Pastor Rebecca, it was intended to be plenty, baby, thousands of millions. But Lady Pastor Sarah, it was also a lot of people, but rich kings. Yeah, the next pastor of kings. Amen. Now, where were we? Chapter what? Verse what? 16. And I will also bless her. And give thee a son. She shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed. <laughs> I said, he did what? Yeah. The things are funny. Pastor Richard, when you look at the things, da, da, da. how are you going to be a pastor of, of who? They are just saying big things to make us happy. That is how God's word is. It's funny. 
But I want everyone to go here. In fact, just write in your Bible eh, and put a date there. Pastor of thousands. If you are someone, just write it. Pastor, name your name and write a date and pastor of thousands. Try and keep this Bible. You may lose it, but try and keep it. One day, the laughter will turn into surprise. Amen. Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, That Ishmael may live before thee. And God says, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Amen. Amen. Chapter 21. Chapter 21, verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said. Verse 2. And Sarah, for Sarah conceived. You are conceiving now in Jesus' name. I said you are the next person to conceive divine. The seed of the word is entering you. And bear Abraham, a son, in his old age. Some of you, it will look as though time is passing and it's too late. But you are going to bear in Jesus' name. And bear Abraham a son in his old age, and at the set time of which God has spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Amen. Amen. Now, four keys for Lady Pastor Sarah's breakthrough in the church and the ministry for growth. What Pastor Richard is going to make Lady Pastor Sarah, who is not even having one member, move into nations. Now they are counting her by nations. Do you know that in Lighthouse now we are counting by churches? It's not even by members, but churches. We have over 200 churches. Perhaps one day we will laugh and say, do you remember the day we say we have 200 churches? Maybe at the time we come, we have about 27,000 churches. In those days when we had 100 churches, we thought we were really something. But now the churches are thousands you can't even see. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Rita, why are you not a pastor? You see, you have become very consumed by having children. Huh? By now, you should be Lady Pastor Rita. In spite of your baby... We'll be preaching. You should see my wife with a big stomach preaching. You need to set an example. A higher example. Amen. Amen. I remember when you called me in America and said to me, Bishop, please come to Maryland and start a church there. Because of her. Don't, don't sit down. Because of her, we started a church in Maryland. She made a church come to Maryland. First member. She encouraged us to drive down. Because of that, Pastor Joe started driving down every Sunday. And it was Rita, Albie, and so on. You can do more. I said, you can do more. And why are you talking to her like that? You are making us to. No. God is talking to her and to you. Pray for yourself. Amen. Kevin, do you understand what I'm saying? It's time to do what we must do. Someone said, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. 
I'm doing something now. You are doing something now, and you'll do it later. The later may never come. And when the later comes, other issues would have come up by then. That cannot allow the later to come. Remind me to tell you a story that when you delay, it can mean cancellation. Delay sometimes means cancellation. Have I told you that thing before? I told you, eh? Okay, please remind me. Number one, keys for Lady Pastor Sarah. Do not transfer in your mind or in your heart, do not transfer the duty and the work of the ministry to other people. You see, initially, Lady Pastor Sarah wanted other pastors to do the work. So she, she when, the, when, when, God said to, when God said to her that she was going to be a father of nations, amen? You see, Abraham had seen a vision. And the Lord said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And Sarah would also bear. And they were all laughing about the idea. And Lady Pastor Sarah said... I am going, I know what you are saying, but I know some good pastors, Archibald, Helen, uh, Imamefo, and um, Timothy, and Co. These are good guys. They will do it. Not me. They will be missionaries, not me. I know Bishop is preaching here, but I know those he's talking to. <laughs> I know who he's talking to. Maybe you say it in your mind, Juliet, I know who he's talking to. He's talking to this one, that, those zealous guys who sit in front, but not us. Sarah said, Hagar, she, she will be there, thousands. She said, Hagar, Pastor Hagar, Lady Pastor Hagar, she, she's the one who, she, she's one of those low, low down people who are very zealous, who believe in the bishop as though they, they are mad. So, one of those guys, Lady Pastor Hagar, she, she, will, she will do it, but this is the, she's the type. She's the type to do that job. She's the type who does such things. She's the type. She's the type. He's the type. I'm not the type. As soon as you say in your mind, I'm not the type, but he's the type and she's the type. He's the type who can do such things. Then you are not included. Mrs. Osu, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. As soon as you say in your mind, he's the type, she's the type. He's the type. She's the type. She's the type of woman who will stand and preach. Why are you not the type of woman? Because I don't shout. No, you don't have to shout to preach. I'm not that type. What type is it? Which type are you? Why are you making types? Who made the types? What type of type is that? <laughs> Lady Pastor Sarah said, let Hagar do it. And God said, no, you do it. Here I, here, here I am, Lord. Send him. Here I am, Lord. Send him. Send them. Send them. Send him. I need somebody to go to Fiji. I need somebody to go to Tonga. Send her. She's that type. She doesn't have a beloved or a husband. Maybe somebody will marry her in Tonga. <laughs> ah, she, she is desperate. She needs a husband. If you send her, she will go. But we are settled. 
things are okay, but we are now old. We are looking after our child. Children are going to school in Rendon, and we are, things are okay here. I'm not that type. You are the type. You are the one that God wants. Say in your mind, I am the one. I am the one. Miss Anigezi. Do you have a beloved? Yeah. yeah. But you are the one that God wants. My sister, what's the name? Mina. I'm not the type of person. Amy Sample, my person or one of these people. She went as a missionary to China. Woman. You are the type. I said you are the type. You are the type and the one. I believe I'm the one. I believe I'm the one and you to believe you are the one. Believe you are the one. Don't believe for yourself something small. Okay, I will be one of the singers in the church. Believe, Julia, that you are going to be a pastor and you're going to preach. It's as simple as that. Believe in that. Do you understand? Don't think that, oh, uh, Lillian is a type of person who will be a pastor, or Darlene, uh, these are the type of people, or MFR, these are the kind of but not you. Why not you? Why are you taking it out of your mind? When the person, the thing is coming to you, pastors of thousands, why are you saying somebody else will do it? Steve, do you understand what I'm saying? Your wife should become a pastor. Not by post, because not a post anymore, but by work. She said, give to Hagar. God said, no, you. He laughed and, and she said, you know, Hagar, Lord, let Ishmael, Ishmael, let Ishmael be the church you're talking about. And the Lord said, no, you, I have something. What's your name? Chris, Chris what? Chris Yemo. Who is the other Yemo? Are there two Yemos here? Chris and what? Michael. You the man. You're the man that God is going to use. Sarah said, Hagar. And the Lord said, no, you the lady. You the woman. I'm going to use you. Lift your hand and say, I am the man. If you're a woman, say woman, I am the man. I've been chosen. I may be old. My breast may be dry. My womb may have retired. But I'm the man. I'm the man because I've been chosen. I'm the man. I'm the man because God has chosen me. I am not going to transfer it to Lady Pastor Hagar. I'm going to do it myself because I'm a believer. Step number two. Receive the visitation of God for your life. In revelations, in dreams, in word, Alfred, in convictions, receive it, believe it, believe it. Believe it. Anybody who does not believe God's visitation for your life will be left out of God's great harvest. 
you have to believe in spiritual things. When you have a dream and you see that this dream is not a normal dream, you have to believe in the dreams. You can't just discard them. Jesus was born into a dreaming Joseph's life. Every dream, many dreams guided them. Do this, do that. Come, go, come, go, come. Do this, come, come, do. Some of you here, maybe God gave you a dream many years ago. It's time to obey the dream. Do you know something? Many years ago, I had a vision. I saw a story building store. I was in university. <laughs> a story building like that. Alex, like the new block that we have there. And the Lord said to me, it was a vision many years ago. I don't think I've said it anywhere before. All like that. The Lord said, it was like it came out. So that's your headquarters. <laughs> it was, it sounded, you are students walking around, you know. And he said, that's my headquarters. Headquarters of what? <laughs> headquarters of what? Headquarters of what? Stand up, stand up, Catherine. You get it? Supposing the Lord shows you a big this thing. The Lord tells you, Catherine, how old are you? 20. 20 year old. God said, this is your headquarters. <laughs> headquarters of where? Of what ministry? Of doing what? How will it come? To build such a thing. But it has come more and more and more. So believe, you see, we are going to read you here. You see, angels came to visit Sarah and she laughed. They rebuked her and forced her to receive the visitation. Some of you are being forced to believe in the dreams that you've had. Maybe you woke up and you saw yourself in Japan. Maybe you woke up and you saw yourself preaching somewhere. Saw yourself on a platform. A lot of people were, believe. Reverend Saki had a dream. There was a river here and here. And he saw himself. He lay down and he became a bridge. And a lot of people on this side crossed over and came to the other side. He had a dream like that. And the Lord told him, I'm going to use you to save a lot of people. You lie down like a bridge and they will walk over you. You will be used as a bridge, as a channel, as a vessel to bring thousands of people to me. You're the man, you're the woman. God wants you and God has chosen you. Accept the visitation. Believe in the dream. Today maybe as I'm preaching, something in there says to you, yes. It's true. Accept it. Yield to it. Don't fight. I'm here because of that little belief. Maybe it's not a dream, it's not a vision, but it's a little conviction. I feel it. I'm working with it. Oh yeah. Just a little conviction. No, no word like, you know, a light from heaven or whatever. Dad, you are the one. You the man, go. No. Thank you. If God gives a 20-year-old a vision, you'll be surprised. What can you do? I had a vision. I never thought I, I can still see because see, the reason why God speaks with visions and dreams because it's a superior language to written words. You never forget it. It stays with you. If they've written a statement and all, if I give it to a newspaper to read, you can't remember. But if I show you a picture, you will not forget the picture. It's a higher form of communication. People think differently because of what is written. God's language of speaking to you is in pictures of visions and dreams. You never forget. You see, you remember, you have a dream, you see somebody, or you see someone in a vision. When you come, you meet the person. You remember, and you see the picture, and immediately the picture comes, and a whole lot of things come to your mind. God is speaking to you. I see God open your prophetic eyes today in Jesus' name. Angels are coming to your home to visit you. I said, I see angels coming 
around you. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18. And the Lord appeared in, unto him in the plains of memory. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, verse 2, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor, pass me not. Let a little water. All right. Verse 7. And Abraham ran to the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it. Verse 8. He took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before him. Verse 9. And they said, are you there? Chapter 18. Don't close the Genesis at all. We are using it. Genesis 18 verse 9. And they said unto him, where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, behold, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. Now Sarah was listening. When they, they were asking for her, they said, where is your wife? And Sarah had it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. That means that she was menopausal. What is the, what is the manner of women? What does it mean, the manner of women? Huh? Normal monthly menstruation or whatever. That's the manner of women. So it has ceased to be with her after the manner of women. It stopped. She was gone. She was dead. It was over. She was going to die childless. Huh? Verse 12. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, <laughs> After I tried to start the church, it didn't work. After I've been a shepherd for years, am I wax old and shall I have pleasure? Pleasure? My Lord being old also. <laughs> old manship had caught up with Abraham. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. And then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Sometimes people are lying to you, and you just have to look at them and say, You are lying. And the men rose up from hence and looked towards Sodom. And then it goes on. Hallelujah. Believe the visitation. Number three, believe the word. Believe in God. Pastor Richard, are you understanding what I'm saying? Believe the word of God. Believe the word. If God has spoken, believe it. What did certain pastors have that launched them into a high level of ministry? Some of them heard a word from the Lord. And through that word that they heard, they believed and they went out. I am here because I believe in the word of the Lord. Amen. Now, how many believe in the visions and dreams and convictions? That is one side. 
How many believe in the word of God? That is another side. So these two are working together. You get what I'm saying? And you have a belief. You have faith. I am always doing things that I hear the Spirit of God telling me in there. Often the Lord speaks to me sometimes when I travel. Sometimes when I'm in a new environment, my mind is disconnected from normal processes and my spirit is rejuvenated by the Spirit of God and I begin to hear things that He's saying. I've been in hotel rooms where the Lord has told me, do this, do this, send this person here, do this, do that. I believe and I, I act on them. I remember the Lord told me to send somebody to start a church somewhere. I was in London when the Lord told me. And I said, Lord, what are you telling me some way? But I did it. I did it. If the Lord speaks to me about you, I will call you and I will tell you. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. If you don't want to do it, that's up to you. And if the Lord speaks to you, you must also flow with what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. You'll be surprised what comes out of people who obey the convictions that they have in the presence of the Lord. One man of God, a church member, the Lord told the, Lord told the church member, give your pastor this car. car. And he came to tell the pastor that the Lord has spoken to me to give this car to you. And he was looking at the pastor for a response. And the pastor said, Obey. <laughs> Obey. What do you want him to say? <laughs> Obey the thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake the person next to you. Say, Obey. Obey. Say, Obey. Obey. Tell the person, The Lord has told you to marry me. Obey. <laughs> Obey. <laughs> Please remind me to, to share with you a very important message about how obedience is greater than sacrifice. Very important. Tell the person sitting behind you, if the Lord told you to marry me, obey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Enemies of obedience, number one. Enemies of obedience, number one, fear. Anything that the Lord tells you to do, first thing that will come is fear. 
It's frightening. Who has experienced that before? Pastor Obi, come and share your experience. I don't want to say it. Talents, five talents. The one who had the one talent, when he came, what did he say? He said, I was afraid. Because that was a hard. So many things may make you afraid, different factors, but at the end of the day, it is fear. Fear is a very bad spirit. What about if it doesn't work? People will laugh at me. But it's going to work. I said, it's worked already. What will these people say? What will happen? What about this? What about that? Um, um, when we were sent to begin the church in the West. And, I mean, there was a fear that it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, I mean, I felt that fear that we were going over to start the church in the West and I wouldn't be able to preach or, I mean, I, I mean, I could preach a bit, but being a pastor, being away in that church in the West, it wouldn't be possible. So there was that fear that um, I'll be able to do it, that I won't be able to do it, but... God prevailed. Oh, by God's grace, it worked. And so ski. So the devil's a liar. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else who has experienced fear? When God said to you, do something, you're afraid. Who is that at the back there? Arisez-vous, s'il vous plaît. Come. Fear is a killer. Many years ago, you know what the Lord showed me? The Lord showed me that fear was a demon. And any time I followed my fears, I was actually following a demon step by step. It was leading me. So when fear is leading you, a demon is leading you. And the place he will take you, <laughs> you, you, uh, you will not be happy about it. Your brother what? Landy. the world <laughs> um, somewhere this year um, we are going to have takeoff and the University of Campo, uh, Cape Coast takeoff is a bishop, uh, an outreach program that the bishop organized for the universities and just before the time um, we had elders meeting and bishop told us that this year he's not coming for any of the takeoffs and takeoff is a program that everyone knows that is the bishop who ministers. And just a year before, we had a very successful meeting. I mean, the whole hall was packed. We arranged seats on the street. The street was blocked. And people were, I mean, out there with a big screen. And the crowd was so loud that even when Pastor Joe was coming, he didn't know where the meeting, the entrance was, I mean, he, he got lost. So, when Bishop said he was not coming this year, and he, he emphasized that we should organize the program ourselves. I mean, no, we shouldn't invite any pastor. We should preach. And it wasn't easy for us. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Um, I met my elders, and we had announced the date of the program to the church members and they were expecting the I mean the usual organization, the movements and the the 
posters and stuff like that. But in fact, I was afraid. I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. So I couldn't organize my elders. I just told them that, you know what, let's organize a normal Thursday service in the chapel and then it will be take off. <laughs> but God being so good, um, I just obeyed. We did everything that the bishop asked us to do. We hung our banners. We organized the program as if the bishop was coming. And we prayed. <laughs> and it worked out. It worked out. Thank you, Bishop. It worked. I mean, souls were saved. We at the last meeting, we had anointing service. I anointed my fellow students, Bishop. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very glad for uh... Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody else who has experienced fear? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember um, listening to the bishop a tape that he preached and he said he used to preach on London buses and tubes so I, I said I'll, to, I'll do my best and preach on a tube or on a bus and uh, one day I, I really prayed and I said I'm going to preach on, on a bus and um, I went there were a lot of people on the bus and I stood out to preach but I couldn't <laughs> so I, I, I got down and um, <laughs> My heart was, my heart was really beating. <laughs> so another time, another time, um, I was on the tube and I had a strong urge to preach. So um, my heart was still beating. I said, "Hey, what's going to happen?" And um, but by the grace of God, I stood up and I, I preached. And from that time, I'm, I mean, I can preach on buses and tubes. By the grace of God. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. So you see that the devil was trying to prevent him from preaching on buses and tubes. And he was able to overcome that fear. It's a stoppage from moving forward. Very wild thing, fear. Anybody else? My sister. What is thy name? Annie. All right. Okay. Um, I remember about a year ago I was studying and um, I met a lady who was a Christian. I mean, a born again Christian. So we're talking about fear. And I started quoting all my psychology books about fear, fear of the unknown and whatever. So we were talking about the Bible. And she said, Oh, um, we have a program in church. And since you seem to know so much about fear, why don't you just come in and talk to us about it? And I said, oh, no, I'm just talking from psychology angle. I'm not actually talking about the Bible. Because I knew, I knew verses in the Bible, but I didn't know how to quote them. To say Romans this or whatever. So I said, oh, I can't do that. I said, oh, no, you have to do it. Because you sound like an expert in the field. I said, okay. So I went back to my hostel and I was just praying. I said, God, 
And I said, how many people do you have in your church? And she said, we have about 300, but because it's a special program, it's about 500 people we're expecting. I said, oh, and she said, oh, people are coming from Nigeria, and that was in Liverpool. And she said, people are coming from Nigeria, this person, this person, she mentioned a few names, and I said, oh, my God. And I said, isn't there anyone who can preach that? She said, oh, no, I think you can do it, so you come over. I said, okay. So all night I was praying, the whole week I fasted, because I was so scared. And so in the morning, even when I was going, I called her again, I said, haven't you got anyone to replace me, because I'm not feeling well. I said, come on, sister, you can do it. So I just went there. I was scared. Fear had grabbed me, and I was going to preach about fear. <laughs> so I'm there to convince people that, you know, talk about fear, what fear is, and how you can overcome fear. And I was so, so scared. So I just got there. I looked at everyone, and I said, oh, I'm here to talk about fear. But you know what? I'm afraid myself. <laughs> and everyone started clapping, and, you know, they started raising their hands, and I got my confidence, and I just preached. Yeah. Wonderful. Hallelujah. So fear is not a feeling or a thought. It's a demon. And it's anti-belief, anti-faith. Second enemy of faith is reasonings. Reasonings. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations, thoughts and reasonings that are against the word of God. Amen. When I wanted to be in the ministry, the reasons were plenty. Why not? How many think that I'll have a good future with my wife, a doctor and a lawyer? Huh? How do you think about that? A doctor and a lawyer. I mean, it's a wild combination. Is that not so? Very wild combination. Doctor and lawyer. Anywhere in the world, doctor and lawyer combination. I've got it made. You get it? But here I am following something that, that looks unreasonable. And you know what? Let me give you a key to victory over reasonings. Don't move with people secular people and carnal Christians who are very carnal in their thinking. Because when you come to the camp, you feel all fired up and very, you know, whatever. Then when you go back to your office and you go back to your certain places, so you look foolish. It's like, ah, why don't you progress in your a career or why don't you do this to get certain things? And you look so, so very funny. Once our pastor from Tamale, Pastor Patrick, he was talking about how he came from the north and he met some of his mates and who was a pharmacist and the pharmacist said he was choosing between, I think, a Land Cruiser and a Land Cruiser Prado. He was trying to decide between the two and he looked and it was like when he met, he, said he, he felt so foolish that like you, a pharmacist, and he is a pharmacist with a master's degree and his wife is a PhD in something from Norway or Denmark or one of those places. And it's like they look so foolish. You've come, you've gone to the north of Ghana. You are living there. Why? Your children, what school will they go to in the north of Ghana? Huh? Nyangpala Primary GSS. Nyangpala GSS 2. It doesn't look sensible. Nelly, is it Nelly? 
Where's Gina? Who's Gina here? Gina and Mina. Who's Mina? Mina and Gina. Amen. And my sister Annie. It doesn't look sensible. Let's give our offerings. You don't have money, you are giving 100 pounds. You don't have money, you are giving 200 pounds. You that you don't have money. It doesn't sound reasonable. But you believe the word that has been spoken, that gift it shall be given unto you, that as you give this seed, it is going to build the church. Yeah. Reason would not put me here today. Archibald, when I used to preach in Kolobo, you, you people would talk about me, isn't it? Huh? Who, who talks about me? Medical students. Huh? Stand up, stand up and tell me. Medical students, what, what, what are they saying about me? Um, uh, like when, when we come, someone will deliberately go to church and just listen to the sermon and just pick maybe a phrase, I mean, out of context, and then come to the hostel. And so when we went to church, the bishop said this, all sorts of things, I mean, out of context. And then a friend of mine and myself will go and sort of argue and try and defend. <laughs> well, we always lost because they outnumbered us. I mean, there's all sorts of things about shepherds and sort of sleeping with their sheep and all sorts of things. So I am preaching. Somebody has time to write down what I'm saying to speak against me. Reason will not make me expose myself to certain people. Say, I would not have met you in my life. I wouldn't have met you in my life. I wouldn't have met you in my life. But I believe that we are not here because of reason. Reason will not make you sit here on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. There are better things to do with your vacation or with your leave. Is that also? Some of you are losing some of you are losing money by being here. Amma, you, you spent money to come here, or you, did you swim, did you fly? I mean, how did you come? By ship? You flew? On a free plane? Did your father own a plane? You paid money? Yeah. Reason will not make somebody come just like that to come and sit here for nothing. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. Hallelujah. God is taking you beyond reason. I said beyond reason. To a higher level. The guy is good. The guy is handsome. The guy is nice. And he says, I love you. Reason will tell you he's the man. God's word will tell you he's not the man. And you follow your reason. You understand what I'm saying? You end up in trouble. Reasonings are enemies of faith. Hallelujah. Now this is the last practical step for um, Sarah. What's the first step for Sarah? To have a breakthrough. Huh?
Genesis chapter 18. Now, the, ne the next thing is, do the practical things. Do the practical things. Take the practical steps that you need to take in order to be fruitful. If you have to buy the videos, buy them. Buy them. If you have to buy the tapes, how to do the work of ministry. Soak it in and soak it in until a certain anointing is upon your life. Genesis 18 verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women are you there verse 12 therefore sarah laughed within herself saying after i am waxed old shall i have pleasure my lord being old also do you know what she was saying isaac she was saying can i have pleasure when my husband is so old old man old man shall i have pleasure when a guy is so old and i'm also so old in other words the question was can we have sex or make love however you want to call it can we have sex now are we going to make are we, are we going to do such things now that shows you that sarah gave birth to isaac not born of the holy ghost but of abraham having sex with her in the old age so immediately after they left sarah called abraham lady pastor sarah she called reverend dr abraham and she said i may be old things have gone by but we we can try our best she went to the bathroom she changed she put on some perfume and some cream and she came out with her cloth and her nighty and father Abraham said I've forgotten how to do all these things but according to the word of the Lord Amen. Amen. I will try. If it means I have to go and buy Viagra, <laughs> I'm going to buy. Because this thing must come on in Jesus' name. <laughs> Do you know the most prescribed drug in America is Viagra? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been told. And so those of you who have husbands, who don't need Viagra and are very active. Praise the Lord for their lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Careful. Now, I want somebody to give me adjectives that can describe the sexual relation. And each of those words, what's that? 
each of those each of those words can be used to describe what you must do in the ministry so i'm giving you through this seven or ten huh? yes things that you need to do descriptions of things of how your ministry must be like if you are going to bear fruit so how would you describe sex uh, activity because two people who are not having sex they are lying at this one is they are all locked but people who are having sex you hear sometimes you hear the bed moving so it's activity <laughs> careful so <laughs> uh, yes i'm coming <laughs> let's take it one at a time 10 descriptions that bring brought lady pastor sarah out of her barrenness if your members are depleted these are 10 steps you need to take and you can just look at take the activity of sex and just describe it and that is how your ministry should be and the first brother has said active activity amen oh yeah there is activity not just passivity or deadness activity evangelism outreach following up programs invitations door to doors person to person something is being done convention somebody's being invited speaking preaching teaching something is happening not just lying down in quietness amen so step number one is what activity there is activity step number two you say what energetic so ministry must be must have this ministry which is which is fruitful must be described as following just as sex is described activity active to energetic energy Juliet do you expand energy <laughs> you don't use energy energy is used others some people <laughs> I said energy you see a church which is growing Obi stand up Pastor Obi stand up is Pastor Obi's church growing would you describe him as an energetic person yeah energy breaks the barrier of barrenness energetic pastors dull pastors you say you are going to wear outreach eh? okay bye bye energy activity number three work will you describe sex as work sometimes you sweat work somebody says work 
sweat. Something that makes you work hard. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's dutiful. It's something you have to do. It's a reality. Huh? So somebody says what? Work. Number four. Somebody says dutiful. Yes, next one, number five. Hard work. Would you describe Pastor Richard as hard working? Would you describe him as somebody who is dutiful? Would you describe him as somebody who is energetic? Do you think I am energetic? Next one. You spend money. How do you spend money? Oh, you will. How do you spend money on sex? The clothes, the hair, the perfume, everything. Well, we are learning every day. You the lady, man. (laughs) For the thing to work, you have to get. You see, some of you, you your nighties you, that you wear, you are more than holy sister uh, from a, 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 a convent with your cross. You need to get an a proper nighty things to wear in the house. You say your husband is dead. You are killing him in the house. <laughs> Yeah. You have to spend money. And I'm feeling cold. You have to overcome that, find something to, to look inviting. You see, if you eat. In Ghana, we have a food called yoke gari. If you eat it, that is beans and gari, you eat the same yoke gari in the same plate, at the same table, at the same time every day. If you don't take care, you will not like yoke gari again in your life. Is it not true? Yeah. So you need to do what our sister is telling us spend money your hair some of you your hair in the house you tie it with a net there's no net in my house not allowed in my house at first when I married my wife will be putting on that net I said look not here not here not here I said to her, when you are going out, you wear the net and go. Wear the net over your hair and go. But here, you're coming to wear a net here. Take it out to those people that you meet when you go to work. I am the most important person. When you come to the house, that is when your hair must be posh, heavy. I'm the man. (laughs) At first, my wife didn't understand. One day I took scissors and I cut it. I said, finish. If you bring another one, I'll cut it. (laughs) Now, she doesn't think about it at all. I see her hair natural. The one that she wears to go out is the one that I have in the room. Yeah. So 
Some of you, you are more than Bob Marley in the house. More than Bob Marley. Your hair is like eggs have been put inside and smelling. And when you are going out, then you see that you spotted. And then when you come to her, the thing that you are wearing, they have bought Milo palm oil, different things, smelly clothes, old things that are somewhere. You look so funny. And people see you outside and you look so... Hello, how are you? Fine. But in the house, it's different. Be healed in Jesus' name. You say your husband is there. Your husband needs Viagra. He doesn't need Viagra. You have to change your behavior in the house. All right. So you say what? We have got only four. <laughs> Activity, energetic, work, dutiful, money. Oh, we've got hard work already. Regular, regularity. Do you think that Sarah just decided to do what she wanted to do once? day she probably did it every day there was no viagra abraham did his best in his old age she said shall i have pleasure she did look you can do your best now it, if you do your best regularly you will see fruits of your men you know i'm having camps regularly i travel i came to london just a few weeks ago i was i, I have to come back again then go back and regularly I'm going to have a camp in America camp in Kumasi camp in Accra camp here. I'm preaching at camps now that is the main thing that I've been doing preaching at camps preaching at camps preaching at camps preaching, teaching you see me preaching the same what I'm preaching to you I know it already it is la- not, it's not laborious to me but it's something that I have to go through over and over and over things that some, sometimes you, are, you know before but I have to say it I have to preach to you I have to encourage you it's my way I have to do it that is the way to get fruit. If you like, stay there and do it once in a while, it will be different. People are now watching Lighthouse and are learning. How are they doing it? We want to do what they are doing. We have something good. Let's do it regularly. Amen. Amen. So you got only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Negotiating skills. What, what do you mean by negotiating? You make a way overcome excuses who overcomes excuses whoever wants the activity and the other one doesn't want the activity you get it maybe the man wants the activity but the woman doesn't want or maybe the woman wants the activity but the man some people use their children as a rescue team rescuers Let's face it. So, what, what are the points you are giving? You say what? Overcome excuses. Excuses why we can't have outreach, why we can't do this. Why, why don't we have outreach? Pastor Richard, why don't we have outreach to universities in London? Are there places where people stay, halls of residence? Are there places where they have campuses? Are there anything like that in London? Or not much? Why don't we have outreaches? Why don't we have LI in London? Pastor Richard? Huh? Why don't we, why don't, you people, you play such good instruments, 
Edmund, why don't you, why, why you, have you guys, the choir, what do you do? Just sing. Why don't you go there? Dress up, wear your clothes, go there. You get it? Overcome the reasons. And say, there's a choir, a choir, beautiful choir, gospel choir. They're coming to perform tonight. And you perform and you sing. Overcome the excuses and give an altar call as if Jesus is calling. You'll be surprised. Overcome the excuses. Maybe Abraham had excuses. Abraham said, it won't work. You know I've suffered for impotence for some time. And Sarah said, it's going to work. The angel came and said, so if this, we are supposed to do this. And it worked. I said, it worked. It worked. Maybe Sarah was even laughing at Abraham. Hey, old man like you, look at what you are doing. But it worked. Even if people laugh at you, it will work. I see it working in your life in Jesus' name. Do you believe that the ministry can work? overcome excuses next one time how much time huh quality time does it take time to have sex Juliet for some people it takes time for others it doesn't take time some huh <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> time. You need to have quality time to do it. Is that not so? Because maybe Helen, you may be tired in the night, so you may have to try in the morning. Is that not so? In other words, it means that maybe Friday night the crusade will not work, or Saturday, but Sunday evening it can work. Maybe it won't work on Wednesday, but try it on, on Sunday. Maybe it won't work Friday evening, but it work on Saturday morning. You see, a man who wants it will make the time for the thing to come on. If you don't commit love with your husband or your wife, it's because you don't want to do it, or you don't want to make the time. But if you make the time, it's going to work. Huh? Next, any other word to describe it? Skill. <laughs> you need skill. Some people are saying you need skill. <laughs> what kind of skills? <laughs> Juliet, is skill important? It's important. Skill is Skill is important. So in the ministry, you have to develop the skill. Hello, hello, hello. You know, I learned how to do altar calls. I listen to people preaching and I, I listen to the nice part of their preaching, you know, and I say, I want to learn how he preaches and it's nice. So I want to preach it like that. That's what I do. I, I always try to learn, why is this thing nice? It's because of this and this and that. So let me learn. I listen to somebody doing altar call and it's so good. I learned how to do altar calls from Jimmy Swaggart. Oh yeah, that's why I learned how to do it. I had some videos of Jimmy Swaggart and the guy do altar calls. I chew the things. I'll sit down and memorize what the guy is saying. He does the altar calls. The sun is setting on your life. Tonight, is the, oh, I'll sit down and watch it and watch it. One of the things I'm very good at doing is altar calls. Even if I do an altar call right now, I may get salvation just at this time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's true. One person said to me, said, I've never seen you do an altar call that nobody gave his life to Christ. No matter the circumstance and the condition. 
always people give their life. It's something that I learned. I developed the skill. You are learning skill to have sex. That was Sarah's breakthrough. She developed the skill. Lady Pastor Sarah, and then you can develop the skill of ministry. Learn things. Learn things. At this camp, decide to know. I want to learn. Okay, I want to be a worship leader. I decided in December to be a worship leader. Oh yeah, I decided this December I want to be a worship leader. Because I felt that worship was important and God loves worshipers. And I said, I want to be one of the people that God loves. God loves people who come to Him in worship. So I said, I want to be one. And I started to, 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 to try to do it. Simple. Am I succeeding? Yeah. It's working. That's all. I've, I'm the main, I've been the main song teacher in Accra for some time. Oh, yeah. Most of the new songs that I taught, all of them. Because they has moved into teaching. And now I'm moving to the worshiping. <laughs> you can develop a skill, Pastor Paul. Yeah. Henry, skill. Don't just watch and say, it's nice. Oh. You see the question that Raquel asked. Where do you get the inspiration? How do you get the inspiration? Learn it. That's what, so when I stand and I offer you tapes, I shouldn't even bother to, to, to show you tapes again. Because if you don't see what is important and what is valuable, you are just losing out. Because you don't understood it. I've shown you, I say, pray. Learn to wait on God. Learn to tarry. Learn to cry before the Lord. Learn the skill of watch people doing things in the ministry watch somebody who is leading worship why is this worship nice watch somebody who is singing why is it good he was somebody who is preaching why is it working how can he preach to us from morning to evening we are still around what is it how does he do the altar call what is it that makes us happy is that is that something that encourages us i want to learn the encouraging side too you get what i'm saying i want also to be able to encourage so when i preach people are quiet what makes them laugh or what can make them talk and decide to develop skill and it will move you out just like Sarah moved out. She developed strategies. She knew how to attract an old man. She moved to the house with her old body. <laughs> and Abraham, an old man without Viagra, he rose up from the dead and he came for his wife. If you want to do it, you can do it. You are the next supernatural pastor with supernatural skill in Jesus' name. Next one. Huh? Desire. Passion. Passion. A burning passion. Burning passion. Juliet, I think you are a marriage counselor in disguise. Oh. Burning passion. Now, how many think that I'm preaching because I'm being paid? Somebody's going to pay me well for preaching here. How many don't think that I'm preaching here to be paid at the end of the camp meeting? I'm going to collect my salary or my pay. That's why I came to preach. How many think that that's why? How, what do you think? Why do you think I'm preaching? Do you think that I'm, I have a passion for what I'm talking about? Yeah. When you are doing something without passion, it loses its effect. 
husband is lying by wife, wife is lying by husband. One of them just stretches hand like that. Is it a passionate touch? Hmm? Is it a passionate touch? You just Is it a passionate touch? <laughs> there is a touch of passion and then there is a Even a hijacker can have more passion than some pastors. I watched a hijacker, and it was in a small film. The hijacker was encouraging a pregnant lady. Okay, everything. Okay, everything. You all right? Okay, everything. A few minutes ago, he was shooting and shouting. And when he saw the pregnant woman, he put her down and said, Okay, everything. Okay, everything. You all right? Okay, okay, everything. Even you could feel that this bad hijacker has some feeling for what he's saying. When there's no feeling in you for what you are doing, people can see through that you've been asked to come and say something. One day, I was traveling. And uh, normally, I, I don't travel on British Airways, but I was traveling on British Airways. And so, and normally I don't travel first class, but there was some, one of our church members there, and he organized. So when I was coming, they gave me a boarding pass that I should go to the first class. I've not, I've not been to a, a British Airways first class before. So when I got into the first class cabin, so this is a new, because now they have beds. You, you, you sleep, you can make the whole thing into a bed, your own. So that's the main thing that's different, you know, the first class cabin. So I sat down in there. There was nobody else there. Then after some time, just one other person came there. So a place that is a big room like that, you know, there were just two of us and I was sitting there. And after some time, a certain white man came to me and said, Hello, sir. Very, very welcome on this flight. We really, really appreciate your business and for choosing British Airways. And we really did. And the man was talking. I said, This man, bah. After I look at them, I said, this man does not care for me. He has been told what to come and say. And as he was talking, I said, you finish what you are saying and go away. Yeah, they have told you to come and say this and this and that. And we really appreciate that. I know you don't appreciate anything. It's just my money you want. I said, this man, he's not a genuine man. Some of us pastors... The people can see that we are not just... They've told us what to come and say. They've sent us. There's no feeling. You are the next passionate pastor. Amen. Imagine coming to church in a coffin. The woman, the, the woman preacher. My first one, Maria. It's simple, eh? Put her in a coffin, bring her to church, and she'll come out of the coffin and say, the dead in Christ shall arise first. That's how she starts her sermon. So that she'll come to church on a horse. I mean, dramatic. You see, that person is thinking about something. Man, passion shall fill your heart from today. You shall no longer be a dead employee who has been told what to say and what not to say. An anointing for passion is on you. What is the next description? 
Desire, desire. Somebody said desire. Seize the moment. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> desire. How many of you have a desire for the ministry? Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. How many have a desire for the ministry? Do you have a desire for the ministry? All right. The next one. Alacrity. What is alacrity? Pardon? Eager readiness. Hey. And what does eager readiness mean? Okay, seize the moment. What does it mean to seize the moment? Opportunity. Then you move through the opportunity. And you take your position. Seize the moment is the next. So when you realize there's an opportunity to witness, seize the moment and flow with it. So 11, you are seeing somebody who is seizing the moment. Huh? I've got activity, active, energetic, work, dutiful, money, regularly, overcome excuses, time, burning passion, desire, seize our skill. Alacrity. Okay. How about variety? Is there a need for variety? You are eating. How many sometimes are sick of McDonald's? How many love McDonald's? You want to eat McDonald's every day. Why are you sick and tired of McDonald's? It's so boring and it's so horrible. It's the same thing. But if you haven't eaten McDonald's for a long time, it's something very nice. Or you haven't eaten it before. You eat it with alacrity. (laughs) Next one. Variety. How many will agree that some people don't have variety? Next one, adventure. Adventure. It's an adventurous thing. Oh, is sex not something adventurous? Philippa, is sex adventurous? Pardon? I can't hear. Yes. Yes, Bishop. Adventure. Next one. Exciting. Excitement. When a church is growing, is it not exciting to go to that church? Yes. When people initially get married, is there not some excitement? Some fever? There's excitement in the air. Then you see them marching from the altar. There's excitement, there's excitement in the air. There's excitement in the air. There was a time that after a wedding, when the couple is going, we'll sing a song for them. It is going to be great tonight. Holy Ghost is already here. Holy Ghost is already here. It is going to be great tonight. 
Holy Ghost is already here. Holy Ghost is already here. <laughs> it's going to be great. How many believe that it's going to be great in your churches? And your fellowships? And your choirs? And your outreaches? And your ministry meetings? And your school outreaches? And your witnessing? And your camp meetings? It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be adventurous. There's going to be variety. Amen. These were Sarah's keys. To rise out of a background of 90 years of barrenness. Man, 90 years of having depleted, bleak, childless, issueless, dull, desert-like, non-productive, inability to conceive untellable situations. Any other? Huh? Issueless. Amen. Father, thank you for raising up wonderful pastors. Pastors of thousands. I thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice is being raised up to be an exciting pastor of thousands, of thousands, of thousands. I thank you that when we arrive at the gates of heaven, Lord, it will not be an arrival into fear and to be arrested, but we will be arriving into glory to receive the rewards. Father, as we do your will, help us, Lord. Help us to obey you. Help us, Jesus. It's a time for receiving prophetic insights. Ask the Lord to open your eyes right now. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. Mando sarambe, tarambe, 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 tarambe. Mendre, sembre, cambre, dombre, sabre, cagre, torebe, distra, baure, monde, sistre, chende, brebalde, dike, zoketa, lambre, steridoleste. Libre, zembre, zombro, zambre, sebreve, sebreva, lambre, prastelo, rambele, rambala, vrandele, rambala, vrandele, rambala, davradele, rambala, davradele, rambala, davranadele, rambala, davradele, rambala, davradele, Rambla d'ambra la vadere, 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 Reba vadaro valadugo, Reba lavra dava lavadugo, Reba dava lavada valadugo, Chambra vesicremevare, Lombro fisistelire, Reste ravaledorise, Rambere vicesterere, Reste rodelfonige, Zambara valadike, Sepre valiri, Rambala dara, Rabal fadare, Rabal fadare, Rabal fadare, Ladal fadare. Rabba la lavrada, lavrada lavrada, lavrada lavrada, lavrada lavrada, remba lavanido, ramba lavanido, ramba lavanido, ramba lavanido, ramba lavanido, ramba lavanido, ramba lavanido, shabaravadava, shabaravadava, shabaravadava. Receive the visitation, receive the word of God, believe in the prophets of God, believe the word of the Lord spoken unto you. Rise up into practical, exciting, right about a song adventurous, abrava barava weka, grasando crabele, crasota, fedele, sebre. Say to yourself, it is me. It will not be Lady Pastor Hagar, but it will be me. I shall be. God shall use me too. It's not too late. It's not over. It's not too bad. It's not impossible. It is not too hard for the Lord to take somebody like me. 
somebody in my situation and turn me from a barren field into a land of fruitfulness, into a land of glory, into a land of the blessings of Jehovah. Resta boreda, sembrostalande, shebere zegete, brelemos andare, periste le balara, boro bolodo, boro bolodo, boro bolodo, boro bolodo, boro bolodo. Sombres, 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 